When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have to believe that you can do something that nobody else has done. And somehow that concept has to become reality. Somebody's got to make a play to stop this draft. That last run, in fact, again, they push the pile for the first. And the pass is picked off. It's picked up by David Harris, who gets away from Brady. What a turn of events. Now being chased off by Trumper at the 10-yard line. Suddenly the Jets defense responds when it looks like the Patriots were ready to drive it right. You're listening to No Fly Zone Radio with Victor Green. Welcome to the No Fly Zone Radio Show, all the way from across the pond. Here are your hosts, Biff Sweeney and Richard Tindley. Welcome to No Fly Zone Radio. We're back uh, for another fresh new season. This is episode number 185. Can you believe it? How is it going, Rich? Yeah, oh good. One eighty five, yeah, that's a that's a big old number at this stage, isn't it? Yeah, we yeah, must yeah. have talked a lot of crap off of this, those episodes. Yeah, hundred and eighty five <laughs> episodes of shit. <laughs> yeah, not far off what I wouldn't say. I know we've had some good content here, but yeah, sure it's always great yeah. to just have a chat about Jets football, isn't it? Well yeah. it should be now this year or not as, maybe as much as it was a couple of years. Yeah. It's the first. It's the first year I've backed the Jets to win the Super Bowl. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really look at it. And yet, to be fair, I've tried to take a little bit of a breather from it because you kind of get caught up in a bin and all, all year yeah. round kind of thing with the draft and everything. So I've been kind of having a bit of a break. I haven't even watched uh, all the episodes of Hard Knocks yet. I'm kind of going to do that maybe over a weekend, kind of midway yeah. through, maybe on the bye week or something. You know, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, one Jets drive clips. to me was better. But uh, there's some good content in it. Like to see certain stuff with Aaron Rodgers and uh, even Cobb, the way he's handling the, the certain members of the team. You see the way Aaron Rodgers is handling Beckton and, or, you know, the wide receivers, running backs, even the way he's handling uh, the quarterbacks. It's It's... It's actually interesting because when he was at Green Bay, he was he was basically named, not named, but the media and a lot of other fan bases were basically saying he was a, dick, a dickhead. And it, he wasn't a team first person or anything like that. And it was all about him and didn't give a shit about the team in the off-season or anything. Like, from what I've seen from Aaron Rodgers so far, he's been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I'd be inclined to agree, Ian. Like, when you when you sign Aaron Rodgers, you're kind of getting 
the play of the quarterback and kind of everybody knows how good he is. But I think sometimes what we fail to grasp is what else he kind of brings kind of off the field. And even just to have him on the roster this year, you kind of feel like uh, everybody else is now more accountable. Exactly. You know what I mean? Do your job. Because if you do your job, I'll I'll get us to the promised land. That's kind of the way Aaron Rodgers seems to be uh, hitting the off-season. I think he's also been very good for Zach Wilson uh, yeah. in terms of helping him grow over the the year as well. Like um, I think for Wilson to sit behind him for a full season to sit and learn is going to be an excellent opportunity for him as a as a backup with a kind of still the potential to maybe do something in the league moving forward. But yeah, I think I think kind of that's the thing for me is that that accountability. I kind of feel that. Not the like head coach and the GM, they're always the ones held accountable. But I think Aaron Rodgers kind of strikes me more as the type of a player that will hold his teammates accountable. You know you're supposed to do this job, but if you stop this drive here, we can get on the field and I'll win the game for us. So, you know, like there's that kind of um maybe you don't want to disappoint Aaron Rodgers, you know, that type of way, and feel like you're letting the side down, as it were. Yeah. And then like the Jets have Actually, they've a good bit of cap still left because Aaron Rodgers took a pay cut. He done he he done what the likes of Brady was doing with New England for years, and it's after you know giving the Jets a lot of help with bringing in you know some really good depth, really good pieces, and like they've twenty million cap still to play with, like and you'll have to trade deadline coming. Like if the Jets want to add a big piece, they can add a piece to make a major run at the Super Bowl this year. Is there any, just as you're talking about adding major pieces, um, we haven't really touched on it yet, but is there any kind of uh, weaknesses on the roster that you're looking at that you would like yeah. to maybe uh, improve? I have question marks with the safety position. I have question marks with the linebacker position and I have question marks with the offensive line because as far as I can remember back to the Rex Ryan days, the Jets have been injury plagued on the offensive line and the depth is okay. I want to see Becton take a step forward with his health. I want to see Brown on the other side stay healthy. I want to see AVT stay healthy. I want to see um, our right guard, you know, step up this year because last year he wasn't great. And then you've you've got Tipman there in the background, you know, and he's sniffing after a starting spot. And I think they're going to slow cook him. Um, the depth, then, like you've got Max there as a backup right tackle, which is pretty good depth for the right tackle. Um, then you look at you've got Mosley. Then you've got who's 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 going to work up beside him because you look at a, uh, for instance, Hard Knocks, Chats Rat. It looks like uh, Salah loves this guy, and when he was coming out in the draft, I liked him. Um, he's fast. He can get around the pitch. He's a little undersized, but then you've got um. Uh, small. Uh, blah, 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 where is his name? Zar. I keep screwing up his first name. Uh, Zari Barnes. He was a late round pick. He was actually 
coming on really well in camp in, in um, the last couple of weeks. Uh, he was zipping around the field, getting in some good tackles. And then you've got uh, Sherwood. Like he, I think he's third year. He's been injury prone so far, but like the, the coaching staff are talking about big time this year. And then like you look at the safety position. The Jets made it. The Jets made a trade early in the summer. That guy went out injured for the season. Then they brought in Amos, and I liked him at Green Bay. You've got Whitehead. You've got Adams. They're, they're talking up big time as well. An undrafted free agent from a couple of years ago. So, like, there's question marks there. Can these guys step up? Can they stay healthy? That's my biggest fear this year is to help. Do you think they're kind of like um, the trenches on offense and kind of like the non-trenches of the defense? Like, I think, to be fair, the cornerback positions are looking quite rosy there. and. Yeah it might actually make the safety position a little bit easier to kind of, um, how would you say, gloss over that injury, you know, and, and bringing Amos in probably was a good sign in that regard because he's a guy with a lot of experience. So that's going to yeah. help things. I think as well, like you have, um, you know, we're talking about that other young kind of uh, linebacker with Mosley there. Do, do you think like... Uh, you kind of got the feeling there that like he could be like uh, this team's version of Bart Scott, like with with Baltimore all those years ago, like one of these guys that you just can't kind of leave out because of the way he's practicing and stuff like that. You know, it's hard to know because I didn't get a good look at him yet. Um, but like the coaches and everything are talking about big time. Good, like for instance, the court. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about the cornerbacks. Uh, the defensive line looks like it's going to be an absolute juggernaut this year. You've got the guys on the edge that are absolutely flying around the edge. You've got guys up the middle and they're after bol- bolstering up the middle as well with Woods and um, uh, Jefferson from the Seahawks. And I've been calling for that for the last couple of years. So with them there, they're going to free up uh, Williams even more to go after the quarterback and running backs. So I think this offensive or defensive line is going to light offenses up. Were you kind of surprised that uh, Smart didn't make the roster? Um, no. Given you weren't, no. No, no because I was looking at him through training camp and I actually thought he was bigger than my he came across, he looked smaller as a D-tackle to me than the rest of the guys. So, yeah, like he's been in the NFL, I think, for seven years, bouncing around from team to team, uh, from practice squad to practice squad. So, like, he, he hasn't met a 53-man roster yet. But like that, he could come in during the season like, and help out. Yeah, it's probably going back to it, like, one thing you said about like the pass rush and we've spoke about it before, particularly when we did draft McDonald there this year. And like, I kind of said like, well, I would have probably went wide receiver route, but like uh, looking at it now in terms of like the depth that they have there, but not even the depth, but like the potential competition, like as a, as a head coach, you must be looking at those guys on the line and say, right, you two guys in, you just don't perform. These two guys are in, you know, and vice versa. Like, yeah. Uh, competition keeping them fresh and uh, as well in terms of like for the end of the games in the fourth quarter when 
maybe linebackers could be torn and that's you know now is the time for the the D line to step up and close out a game. I do kind of think in a way we've got kind of four potential game closers with the pass rushing, which is always better than three or two. So like yeah, like uh, I might kind of revise my kind of opinion on like what I'd said when we did draft them because yeah, I just thought, kind of thought it was a uh, other positions that I would have rather drafted. But now that we have them and we have that kind of depth, like it's actually exciting because we haven't really had any kind of pass rushing depth for a while. And, you know, like could we get maybe two to three guys over 10 sacks this year? Yeah. Like, I think that's a quite big possibility. You even go back to the Rex Ryan days. We didn't even have a pass rush for Rex Ryan. All we had was uh, defensive tackles. That's all we had. Yeah, well, we we played a three four. We played a three four at Ryan, and there was a lot more, I suppose, emphasis on the uh, three four defensive ends getting uh, back in terms of uh, like three taking on five with four kind of sitting. But Kate's very rarely blitzing at all. I think he only blitzed about one in four pass snaps. He was seventy five percent in coverage. So yeah, but like at the same time. Um, the Jets back then also used to like having like safety blitzes, uh, like nickel blitzes, yeah. corner blitzes. Like blitzes were likely to come from anywhere. Barks yeah. got for sure was blitzed quite often up the middle and got home. So yeah, like I think kind of different system and stuff like that. I think on the four three, you kind of do need those kind of where it's just our job to just get to the yeah. ball back. You know, the three four DNs were doing that. Plus, they were trying to stop the run and brilliantly stopping the run, too. Yeah. But, I had, but yeah, I think we've gone a di- different direction. And I think having the extra firepower, yeah, it's kind of it, it's exciting because, you know, like defenses is a valuable asset when you do have a quarterback like that. I think uh, the defensive line and the cornerbacks will have to do the heavy lifting. It's kind of where I'm kind of like. If you were playing against Aaron Rodgers, you'd probably want to run the ball against the Jets and keep him off the field. So that's kind of where I kind of see the Achilles heel potentially in terms of like, you know, we could be keeping the opponents on the field longer on us off it, uh, defensively if they run the ball. Like, we might still keep them scoreless or kicking a field goal instead of a touchdown. But yeah, I kind of think, uh, you know, to negate the pass rush, run the ball. Yeah, exactly. But like that, with this defence, Salah can now um, take the pressure off the linebackers, take the pressure off the safeties and the uh, cornerbacks with this D-line. Because these lads are going to go after the offence big time. They're going to pin back their ears and just go, go, go. And for me, I, I, I personally think within the first half, they're going to use the bigger guys, like Clemens and Jermaine Johnson a lot where in the second half you're going to see a lot more McDonald and Huff because they're the faster guys and they'll be the... Yeah, they'll be the faster guys. And, like, you look at, like, last year, we actually done well against um, the Bills last year and we didn't have as good a roster as this. And, like, Jermaine Johnson, I reckon, is going to have a massive year. Quinton Williams is going to have a massive year. I think McDonald's going to surprise people. Yeah, I kind of agree. Like maybe, maybe the exception than Quinn and Williams. But obviously, I kind of have that fear. He's just after getting paid, so expectations don't <laughs> always be cut, like get reached. If you get me, uh, 
on the other two, yeah, I think, like from what I've seen of the preseason of Johnson in it and stuff like that, he looks fit, he looks healthy, and he looks like he's got that kind of hunger and desire. Yeah. I think uh, they're all kind of pushing each other on, which is is great. I think it's probably a great room to be involved in in team meetings and stuff like that, you know, in positional meetings. And yeah, I uh, should help increase the likes of interceptions or corners maybe going up from like I think Sarswa had two interceptions last year. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's six or seven yeah. this year because of just the added pressure. So I think we will see like um us doing a hell of a lot better this year against the passing game. But again, yeah, I think if I was offensive coordinator, I'd try to run the ball a lot. And I think as well where I'm kind of not sold on the Jets' defences, do we have like the ability to stop a team with a quarterback that takes off? Because I think last year, even with the D-line as it was developing, and the cornerbacks, they were kind of the games where we struggled. Yeah, apart from, I think they've done well against uh, the Bills when it came to that. Uh, they stopped Josh Allen a good bit now from running. Um, who do you think will be the Jets' most underrated player? Or who is the most underrated player? Um, Who's the most underrated players are special team players, you know? You think? So, yeah, like, I think maybe the punter and kicker this year could be, like, uh, under... Maybe not underrated, but undervalued, you know? Um, You have... I think the potential there where field goals, like you see a lot of kickers getting fired week by week as the season starts, do you know what I mean? Like at the very Thanks start of the season. Yeah, so to kind of have one that you can feel like comfortable with going in for the whole season. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's pretty good. And then, yeah, like punting like for position on the field now is becoming a hell of a lot more important. I feel, um, you know, like... A long sort of uh, field is a, is a lot more dominant than a short one. So, yeah, I think they're probably going to be the most underrated and undervalued players. If I was to talk about um, maybe a, like an actual player on the roster, I would actually probably say somebody like Hardman, maybe. Really? Well, for me, it has to be Michael Carter, the cornerback. I think he's an absolute beast of a cornerback playing in the nickel because it's such a hard position. And like between locking lads down in their own game, even you know blitzing, like to get him lit in late in round, late in rounds, and to have a guy produce the way he produces, I think is fa- fa- fantastic. I completely agree. Like uh, I, I'd write. That's why I wouldn't think he's underrated. If you get yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, well... For me, or 
what's your thoughts on the wide receivers? Because the Jets are carrying seven wide receivers. They're carrying three undrafted free agents from the draft that's just gone by. Like you've Xavier Gibson, you've got um Jason Brownlee, and you've got uh Irvin Charles. But the three guys, they're very different wide receivers. Like Charles is a big guy, and he's seemingly um fantastic on special teams. Go go catcher the ball. You've got Brownlee, which is very athletic, long, big, um catch catches the ball, does the one handed catches as well. Um Jordan Jordan um uh camp. Aaron Rodgers was even calling his name out a good bit during the summer. Then you have Xavier Gibson, Aaron Rodgers calling his name out as well. He's the punk returner, slot receiver, and uh, Cubs after taking him under his under his arm. Do you know these guys? I think, especially Gibson and Brownlee. I think these guys for the future could be setting the Jets up for some nice depth because going back earlier. In the summer, I was kind of worried about the Jets' depth going into next year looking on because uh, we didn't have much. We had Wilson, and that was really it. Now we've got some depth and young depth. I think, yeah, like, like if I'm anything, I'm kind of more worried about the top end. And I look at the likes of kind of Aaron Rodgers' all reliables and Cobb, while great for the group. He's the kind of unknown there, like and like what's the expectation levels for him? What would be a good season for him? You would suspect somewhere around 70 catches. Do you know what I mean? And like is he gonna do do that? I don't know. Like there's a lot to go around then as well. And maybe yeah. that's kind of the insurance policy is having a few of those young guys <clears throat> when you have somebody like Cobb to learn from, even for Wilson, like as a year or yeah. two guy, like I'm sure he's learning absolutely loads off Rogers and and Cobb. So I'm kind of more, yeah, more worried about the kind of older guys and will they last the season? Like, will they live up to expectation? They've done it before. Like, you know, like... I For Robin me... Rogers didn't win a, a Super Bowl at Green Bay. So, it's not like, like uh, how to say, the farmer has necessarily walked before. So, that's kind of why I'd be a bit more, like, how to say, instead of like fully investing in that, and I get like we have Wilson there, who's obviously going to be a superstar for the future. Yeah. But I think for it to really work for us, it's more on those guys that you mentioned, like the undrafted guys that the like, as I said, Hardman as well is probably another guy that needs to kind of step up and allow Cobb to have a bad season and it not actually hamper us. Do you yeah. know what I mean? For me, Rich, I think the guy that's going to be the go-to guy for this season isn't going to be Cobb. I think it's going to be Wilson. Because he's Joram Camp. He just keeps going after Wilson non-stop. Um, and he keeps catching, making big plays. Like, then you, like, you have, you have Cobb there, but I think Cobb's going to be more of a mentor than anything. He's going to keep the young guys in check. I can see Gibson coming on during the season and probably taking over his role on the, on the, on the team starting lineup because you go back to a few months ago and the Jets traded away more and a lot of Jets fans were upset but it's come out recently, I think it was this week that one of the Jets players turned around and says that he's happy with the locker room now because it 
Salah and Joe Douglas are after weeding out all the bad eggs. And for me, it looks like Moore was a bad egg at the end of the day. So, like, to bring in Gibson now, I think he could end up being a lot better than Moore. Well, you kind of hope, like, from what we've seen of him in pre-season and stuff like that, he definitely looks like he's shifty and got some moves, you know. I, I think you get him in space, you're, you're getting a minimum of 10 yards, <laughs> like, pal, that's all catch, do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I think he kind of has to maybe, because he's that kind of young and fresh and new, that he'll, you know, have to make a name for himself start of the year uh, doing the punt return. I think that's predominantly what both of them are kind of be doing is like, I think the other guy's probably going to be more than likely a gunner on the uh, yeah. punt return and kick return and special teams too. So, yeah, like you kind of, sometimes you have to earn your stripes in that way. But like if they're good enough to like keep connecting with Rogers, they're going to start getting a lot more snaps and a lot yeah. more playing time. And, you know, so like, it all kind of depends on Rogers and his fit. Like you look at, even to just go back to uh, last year with Rogers and Christian Watson was a rookie. Uh, I think it was from North Dakota State, and uh, there was that kind of question marks about him, and he started off absolutely terribly. And people were like, "What's going on here?" It was six or seven games into the season before he he caught like a, a touchdown pass, and then he he kind of didn't stop for the rest of it. You know? Yeah. I think if uh, you look at kind of the guys you mentioned. They're kind of quite in Christian Watson's kind of uh, shoes last year because, again, like North Dakota State wouldn't exactly be a big team. Neither of those guys you mentioned, I think most, I think two of them exactly came from Division Two football. It is. No, still a, a good level of football, but like, you know, that's probably why there's that, that was question marks. But like, if, you know, if they hang around for five or six weeks and start to show something in practice and then they start like, you know, getting that report, Rogers, and he feels they can do the job. Yeah, they'll be playing a lot more than they will, I think, than most fans probably think, to be fair. Right. Um, before we get on to predictions uh, for the game, Jets are playing the Bills in MetLife Stadium on Monday night. Um, your prediction for the season for the Jets? Like, for us, usually yeah. the last few years, Rich, it's been, we've been looking at and talking about 8-8 eight and 7-8. Eight and seven and, Seven and nine the whole thing. Yeah. I think uh, well, we should be looking at double digit wins this year for sure. Like, I think a, a safe bet is probably 11. But I think the Jets, for me, like, a, I would pick 12. And I think they could possibly do 14 wins. So, yeah. I'm uh, I'll, go with, I'll go with what I'm choosing, which is 12 wins. But I think the safe bet is 11. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I think it's either going to be twelve or thirteen. It's a tough, it's a tough out this year schedule for the Jets. So yeah, I'll go for twelve. Um, It'd be a nice run at the end, but Ian to finish it. Like a lot yeah. of those games, like to me, I think the last eight games, seven of them look like you'd be disappointed if you didn't win them. Okay, and what about the, the division? The division again. I think like I think. Josh Allen having a lot of cap allocated against them. Now, it's not still kicking in yet, really. But I think the Bills are kind of having to play around with the team uh, a lot more than they would probably like. That could open the door for the Jets even more. I think Miami are still a very good up-and-coming team. I think they've got some good players down there, a good coach. They've got the greatest weather to train in and get better in as well. Uh, 
So yeah, I think like the, it's it's actually going to be for me between Miami and the Jets this year. I think. Really, Jeez, I think it's um, I think with the Bills, I think they've lost a few top pieces. Like Edmonds is gone. Um, then you have got the shit that went on at the end of the season between the Diggs and the quarterback, and like it hasn't gone away yet because there's still rumblings. Um, I I think the Jets will split with the Bills. Um, I think the Jets will um they'll win out against New England because I think New England are a dumpster fire this year. Um, and I think they'll do the double over Miami. I don't think uh, two is going to last the full season. Yeah, like we could probably have Miami fans saying the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. You know, like it's, I don't mean that from like a playing perspective. Like I'm assuming you mean injury too, but like, you yeah. know, like any kind of injuries can happen and I get why two would be probably more likely to be injured. But like, Josh Allen is probably not much more likely to or less likely to be injured because Tua and him kind of play the same kind of game. I know there's a vast difference in size, but you know, Allen's been doing it for quite a few years too. So I'd say, you know, there's just as much likelihood for any of the quarterbacks to get injured in the division. I wouldn't be kind of relying on on that. You know, I think even from that perspective, Miami might actually be what like would cope pretty well. Like I recall like we barely beat Miami last year or even if we did beat Miami and they had the tall string quarterback. Yeah. You know, so like you would look at that and think, well that's an easy winnable game. But yeah, I can't remember whether we did win, but if we did we struggled mightily. Yeah, so on to the game on Monday night, the Jets versus the Bills. Um for me I'm going for Jets win. I think the D line is going to light the Josh Allen up big time. Yeah, this is kind of tricky, Ian, because it's the week one. Like you can go out and like be on fire, and the other team just not be at the races. Uh, I think probably like the home team's going to win it. If you get me, like the just having that home field advantage, I think might just tip it. Yeah, and then well, yeah, like September eleventh, another anniversary, and the, it, it's it's. I think the crowd is going to be absolutely mental in MetLife. You know, I would agree, and I think the fact being that it's Rogers' debut as well, yeah. there's going to be a bit like there's going to be a lot of problems for the Bills to overcome, but. Why I kind of fear it is the Bills are the one team in the division that seem to have the Jets number on a kind of constant basis, even when they're not supposed to have. You know, like we've lost to 30, 40 points to those guys when we were going in with the, the chance of reaching playoffs and stuff like that. So, yeah, they are kind of a bogeyish team in the division. So, yeah, Rogers' debut playing at home, like, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. But yeah, the Bills are pretty good party to us too, you know. Yeah. And just before we finish up, what's your thoughts on uh, the Jets acquiring Cook? Yeah, look, again, the, like... The one I'd year... Rather than bring it, I, I'd rather than bring in a young guy. Like, I get what he does as a team, you know what I mean? But, like, there's going to be... he Dalvin Cook has lost every Super Bowl since he came in the league. You know what I mean? He's not played in any. 
That's it's not those type of players that get you to the Super Bowl, really. Like, you, you can do it without. So, yeah, like, I'm happy enough that we've got a skillful player. But again, I kind of would be rather rooting for somebody young that they're developing and bringing through and saying, look at this guy that nobody knew about, like, like Knight. You know what I mean? I'd rather Knight get more carries. So, yeah, we'll see. You know, uh, Carter, he could be the odd one out. Well, it's too bad because Ben Knight isn't a jet anymore. Right. <laughs> you spoiled the end of it. That won't be hard. <laughs> He's playing for Detroit. No, I, 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 I did know that. I actually just forgot, believe it or not. I was just thinking of who's a young sort of yeah. running back. Anyway, that brings us to the show. You, uh, you can get me on Twitter. Uh, it's at Bifruit Jet. You can get me at Timmy24, although I don't be on it too much. Yeah. All right. It's Slon for me. And Slon for me. Sports Social Podcast Network.